Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. My name is Nidia Guiti, and I am your host. I'm so excited to be recording this first episode. This podcast was birthed from a lot of the blog posts that I've just been doing for the past several years. Um, So I've been natural, have not had a relaxer in my curly hair or naturally kinky curly hair since 2007 and right now it's 2020 so it's gonna approach to about 13 years and since my last relaxer there's been so much that I have learned in the past decade over a decade rather about the natural hair journey products that work well products that don't work well but one of the things that I noticed that is not really being spoken about in the natural hair community is the emotional process that a lot of people go through and when I say people this podcast is referencing more um, black women and it's not to say that black men don't or biracial people don't but this is specific to black women because I'm a black woman so I'm going to be speaking from my experience If this relates to you or you know this is um, something that someone you know has experienced and share this podcast with them too. In those 13 years, I learned that a lot of a lot of what's like on YouTube or other platforms is very, very densely catered to, you know, well, you need to be using these products or, you know, don't use too much heat or make sure to do this and make sure to do that. But there's not a lot of spaces where people are openly talking about the emotional journey and the emotional process that you have to unlearn in order to really embrace the beauty that comes with transcending to the natural version of yourself or the raw uncut version of yourself which is not really I guess celebrated the journey is not celebrated the outcome is the outcome is the before and after is so it's like you know if you had a relaxer not really a big deal but that process that in between where it's like you know I'm trying things out I'm not really sure that I like it but you know I'm here for it let me just do my best that portion is not celebrated. And this is what this podcast is intended to be, to support women in unlearning those emotional barriers and obtaining outward beauty. So before we kind of get into the two things that I do want to share with you today in this first podcast, I do want to introduce myself. So like I mentioned, my name is Nidia Guiti, and by profession, I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of New York, which is my home state, and I currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia. My family is from Honduras, and I identify as Garifuna, and Garifuna is a mixture of West African, Carib, and Arawak Indian. As far as like speaking the language, I'm getting better. <laughs> working on becoming more accustomed with greetings and feeling more confident and comfortable with speaking the language. But the primary languages that I speak are English and Spanish. And Spanish is what I speak to my mom most. Um, When I say, you know, words here and there or phrases here and there to my mom, like she gets really excited. So Garifuna, the Garifuna culture is um, very, very important to me. And it highly represents culturally who I am, where I'm from, and what I'm about as a Black woman um, talking about natural hair. So two memories that come to mind for me when I think about the natural hair journey are when I didn't have a relaxer and then, or when I did have a relaxer and then 
when I was transitioning to growing the relaxer out to where I am now. So let's first talk about the first memory. So I don't know about y'all, but like when I had a relaxer, the things that come to mind, the, the things that come to mind when I remember what having a relaxer was like was waking up really early. So I'm from the Bronx, New York, and I would go to to the Dominican spot to go, you know, get my relaxer, get my hair, um, get a roller set, a fresh blowout and trim. And there's no appointments for that. So like, I just remember waking up like super early to, you know, make it to the Dominican spot. If I was lucky, I was the first one there. So I was like, it was like an in and out. But if I woke up late, then I had to you know, wait my turn in order to be seen. And sometimes it became an all-day thing. Let's talk about, you know, best case scenario. So I wake up really early. I make it to the hair to the hair salon. I'm the first person there. Um, the lady, she gets there, of course, late. <laughs> Not always late, but sometimes a little after I get there. Because the, the goal is, you know, to be her to the punch so that she can see that I got there on time. And, um, you know... Just the mixing of the relaxer with, you know, whatever special juice or or liquidy substance that goes in it, you know, mix it, put it on your scalp. And I just remember like the smell and it being like this, this pungent kind of like chemically smell. Um, I don't like the smell, but at the time I liked what it did. So like I could see, I could remember like seeing like this new growth, like maybe six to eight weeks of new growth. And again, now six to eight weeks of new growth is a joke. But back then it was just like, oh my gosh, like this, this has to go away. But like six to eight weeks of new growth. And the moment that, you know, that cream is put on my scalp or the root of my hair rather, because that's really where it's supposed to go. The root of your hair, not on your actual scalp, which leads to my next point about like just the burning that came with it. So like, if you scratch your scalp before, like maybe a few days before you had that, like bless your heart because prepare to have a few scabs on your head. But yeah, getting the the cream on my on the root of my hair to like the shaft of my hair and having that thing just sit there for like a what felt like forever and like that burning feeling on my scalp and like the relief that came from like just getting it washed off. Like after a while, like, you know, how much longer do I have to sit with this? Like, can we, can we wash this out? And then like, finally my hair lady would like wash it out and I would just feel like way better. And like her washing the relaxer out, just washing my hair in general. But like that smell, that relaxer smell would like linger for a few days. I want to say like until the next wash post relaxer, which for me would usually be like a week to a week and a half, depending on the weather. And then liking my hair then after that relaxer smell would go away. I feel like I was able to tolerate it better. I just remember like when I had a relaxer, like just getting how compliments were normal for me. Never in that time that I ever think that if I ever did anything different to my hair, that it would it would cause or not cause, but I guess activate in other people responses that for me were unwelcoming. The second memory that I want to share with y'all is when I was when I decided that I wanted to transition. So my last relaxer was in November of 2007. So like to put a time frame on this, let's say like January 
At this point, we're January 2008, and I'm deciding that I'm not going to go for that touch-up. I don't need the touch-up anymore. But loving the curls that were growing out of my scalp. Now, one of the things that I struggled with at the time was, you know, I like how this looks when it's wet, but I don't really know how to take care of my natural hair where the relaxed hair would match the curls that I see. So I just remember like being on YouTube like it was my job. (laughs) Like it was my job just to see, you know, what products I should be buying, what things I could be doing. But like luckily for me, I knew how to braid. I did a lot of braid outs. And one of the things about the natural hair journey is that experimenting piece Where, you know, you just have to try stuff to try it and, you know, hope that it comes out the way that you want it to. Um, And of course, it's not. It's definitely not. Not that first time. But it is teaching you once you keep trying and trying and trying um, patience. And it's also teaching you techniques that are going to work specific to what works for you. And luckily for me, I had the patience then to to extend that grace and compassion to myself that I wasn't going to get this right, but not getting it right didn't mean in that moment that I was never going to. It's just like, you know, this is something that's new. This is something that you were not taught to do. And you, you're just going to have to use what you have to create this look that you know exists. You just don't know how to get it yet. So I just remember watching a lot of YouTube videos using the products that I had because at the time I was still in college going out to buy products to have like a mini beauty supply store in my dorm was like not really an option, but I did have a lot of products at the time. So I used what I had. And I just remember like sitting in front of the laptop, like trying these hairstyles over and over and over again. And like the frustration that would come from it, but also like the curiosity that did build as a result, because like what I knew to do was to maintain my relaxer. And that was, you know, wash it every week and a half or so, depending on like, you know, what I was doing or if I was sweating a lot, do a roller set. And I had a hair dryer, a hooded hair dryer in my dorm. I would sit under that for like an hour, hour and a half. And for people that have like about shoulder length hair, like down to like mid back, you know, it doesn't really matter how big the rollers get at one point. Like you just really have to sit there for a long time because the bigger the rollers, the less space you have to sit under the hooded dryer. And, um, you know, you need to fit in it in order for it to dry. So, like, I would either have it air dry for a little bit and then sit under the dryer or just, um, you know, make it do with what I have and, and make sure that my hair dry completely so that when I took off the rollers, I'm able to now do a hair, a wrap, not a head wrap, but like a doobie. So a doobie is like when you um, wrap your hair around your head and then like put the scarf on so that your hair lays flat or as close to flat when you comb it out and it's straight. But the biggest part of the natural hair journey for me was like, because I was experimenting, I felt like people felt, people, the people in my life at the time weren't kind and were like sharing all this unsolicited opinion about what they thought I now look like because I wasn't like my hair wasn't what it was um you know sometimes it was cute other times it's like you gonna try that again sis side eye (laughs) and of course this is me doing this to myself like a big part of it was protecting my feelings and also also acknowledging that the people that were making these unsolicited comments about this new 
this new process that I was undergoing were making opinions based on the limited information that they had. Because for anyone that's trying something new, the people that have what you want are not necessarily um, downplaying your efforts or criticizing your efforts, but those that are not going through it seem to have like the biggest opinion. So like I shared, at the time I was in college, so the person that I was dating at the time wasn't kind um, about what he believed or thought my hair looked like at the time. And of course, that's going to make me feel some way. My mom wasn't supportive. Um, my sister was. But the most important part that I, that I want to share in this podcast is how I felt about it. Now, in my head, I believed that, you know, once, once I'm able to grow out this relaxer, like, you know, my hair is going to be one texture all over. Huge myth. Now I know this 13 years later, huge myth. Um, But at the time I was like, you know, my hair is going to be one texture all over. Like all I have to do is just grow out this relaxer and then I'm going to live happily ever after. Like everything is going to be dope. Everything's going to be great. You know, I'm going to find the hair products that I need. And I think that, I think that in that process, I learned why people give up or get discouraged or rather I learned why people get discouraged in this journey because it's not just, you know, I need to find the, the right hair products. It's not just, you know, well, when I learn to do this style to my liking, like everything is going to be okay. It's almost like you're being hit from so many different directions. In this podcast, I want to have that open discussion where we collectively as a community unlearn these emotional barriers in obtaining outward beauty. But most importantly, be intentional about the message that you send to yourself, but also those that are watching. So this podcast is to explore how you feel about your hair, how you cope with external pressures um, as it relates to natural hair. And this is huge in the workplace, which is something that we're going to talk about in future episodes, um, how different hairstyles attract different people. So for those that are listening who are single, dating, um, meeting new people, whatever that means for you. Um, yeah, different styles attract different people. And how does that make you feel when you decide to switch it up? So like, we'll talk about that in future episodes. In this podcast, we're also going to process any past or current hair related traumas. And that is a big thing. All hairstylists are not created equal. Everyone who's on social media promoting their services when it comes to managing natural hair may not necessarily know how to do that. And, you know, being being mindful and intentional of who you entrust your beautiful hair with, everybody doesn't know how to do natural hair. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to discuss, you know, how to actively evolve in the natural hair journey and embrace the version of you in this moment. And to give an example, what I'm making reference to is like even five years ago, like what my hair was then and what it is now is two completely different things. And I think that one of the things that has been very helpful is embracing where I am in the moment and not looking back, but not looking too far ahead either where I'm not enjoying what is. So the purpose is to actively evolve to be the best you and embrace your natural hair as is. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. A new episode will be airing every other Wednesday. 
So stay tuned for the next episode. Feel free to email me if you have any topics that you would want me to discuss on this podcast. My email can be located in the description of this episode. And that is it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to touching base soon. Adios.